Welcome to Free and Figuring It Out, a weekly podcast hosted by two Brits, Sherelle Griffith and Verity Brown, on a mission to support, empower and reassure fellow independent millennial women that they can be self-sufficient, successful and seen. Hello and welcome back to another fabulous episode of Free and Figuring It Out. We are feeling good, we are feeling pumped, and I am super happy to have you listening. So thank you for being here. Now, Verity, what are you figuring out right now? Hello, hello, hello. Well, this week I am figuring out my next step in life. So um, for those of you who've been listening, I've just turned 35, feel like it's quite a big important time of life as all life should be but I don't know there's something within me that that feels quite big and important um I've been going through um lots of thoughts and discussions around career around relationship etc um and I have decided randomly (laughs) not randomly um to apply for a master's uh degree which I've been accepted onto So, uh, I, my conditions were, um, the, the subject area, which is, um, the very lighthearted philosophy, politics, and economics, um, and, uh, which not a huge uh, amount of universities do because it's, it's a fairly new topic in terms of, um, typical university studies. I think it's probably been going 30 40 years as a combination really? I thought PPE good in Oxford. yeah because I had friends when I was at college that were going to go I'm going to do PPE and I was like what does ah. PPE stand for but I just associated it with like yeah certain universities so that I think yeah people that went to like Oxford and Cambridge and that was yeah why. I didn't realize it actually was a was a new sort of area though in its own right well, it's kind of like a combination. So yeah. rather than it being like you are a lecturer that teaches on PPE, and by the way, PPE, I always think of personal protection equipment now of COVID, but it is philosophy, politics, and economics. Um, so this is what interests me. You get people who teach on lots of different areas coming together, mm-hmm. which I really love that um, approach. Um and because of that, it also, I think, attracts an interesting cohort um, of people. Um, and I didn't want to study in England. Um, for those of you who listen to the podcast, like, I kind of have this ongoing difficulty with my heritage and nationality. Um, and I didn't necessarily want to be taught in an institution where there may be a heavy British gaze on the topics um so I wanted to sort of remove myself from that with a hope that I could maybe expand and grow a little bit more as a person as well within the subjects so I wanted heat <laughs> so jealous. Um, and so I just came across this course in southern Italy uh, which just looked incredible and got my heart very excited um, and applied. And yeah, I've been granted a place. Now, it's not all plain sailing um, because in true variety style, I've sort of did the applying before figuring out the how. <laughs> um, but um, 
yeah so so right now I'm sort of at a stage of understanding the financial aspect of it for those of you who've listened to the podcast before you'll know that I do have some consumer debt and my relationship with money is constantly improving um and so I want to be very sensible with how I take this next step um Obviously, I can't get support from the British government because I'm leaving England for a bit, so they won't help me at all. Um, But the Italian government have some schemes in place. However, and I'm going to share this because I feel like I'm going insane with this, but maybe you can just make me feel a bit saner. So there's some really great schemes out there. The Italian government will give you a loan, low interest rate, you know, many years to pay back, etc. So what we'd get in in England. But I cannot apply for it until I live in Italy. Oh. Now, I get that to a certain extent, but I'm kind of, so I'm in conversation at the minute with them, basically saying, can I, can you approve it, but not give me a penny until I move to Italy? Because I can't move to Italy (laughs) not knowing if I don't have the money. Like, Mm. And I just think surely other people have said this to them like surely it's just not me because if you need a loan then you need the you're not just having it for a bit of extra so you can maybe have you know a few extra like nice pasta dishes every day or whatever like you need the cash so I just it's a bit of a frustration at the minute because it is something that I'm so longing to do but financially I want to get everything in correctly in place And there just seems to be, I'm just at this hitting my head against a brick wall at the minute with this. And I'm, I just keep going back to them and saying like. But also what does it mean for you to live there? Like, I'm like, can you go for a two week holiday and apply whilst you're there? And then like, is it, you need a permanent residence address? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, it it is residency. So I imagine it means like, you know, I I go in September or October whenever and, but. I I completely respect that. Like, don't give me a single penny before my feet are firmly on Italian ground and I'm living there. I completely respect that. But just let me know that you'll definitely give it me. (laughs) Otherwise, I can't do this. So it's just, you know, and again, it brings up in me this whole class issue privilege, da-da-da-da-da-da. And it's, you know, it's really interesting that, and I do think, okay, are all foreign students rich? And that's why they've not come across this before. Like, am I the first one being like, I need the money? You know, it, yeah. it's just it's just an interesting thing. So my professor who is, has been incredible, so supportive, trying to help me understand the processes and, and um, be able to go. So I've got a place, whether I'm going or not, we shall well, see. I mean, it's pretty much like me 10 years ago. I had, had my place for my master's. I... I think I had, I think I did have my money approved, but I was sort of like, uh, if I get a job, I'm going to stay and do the job and work. And if I don't Mm -hmm. get a job, then I will go and do my master's. And I didn't get a job, so I went and did my master's. Um, But but it's so long ago that I can't really remember how the money sits. I remember paying it back, (laughs) but I can't remember the process of me getting it approved in the first place. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, definitely definitely good luck and I'm very excited because I, I didn't just everyone listening I didn't actually know what Verity was going to do and yeah PP like excites me and I think it would be a fabulous thing for you to do so fingers crossed the Italian government sort their bum out and we can get you out over there well it's the yeah it's the banks it's I'm okay. like oh my god banks the same everywhere yes. <laughs> <So>. banks <laughs> are pretty much the same everywhere that is a big yeah. big lesson so on mm-hmm. a totally different topic I'm trying to figure out hair so 
This was meant to be one of my lockdown things. Yeah, that didn't go that well. <laughs> were you meant to do hair tutorials on YouTube? <laughs> yeah. So one of the things I decided was like, oh, we're going to have all this new time. I'm going to try and like upgrade some things. And I'm definitely someone who talks to me about marketing, talks to me about money, business things. I talk to you all day. Some of the more traditional uh, <laughs> ladylike things like hair and makeup. It's just a waste. Just waste oh, on me totally. Sure. And I have, so anyone, obviously you can't see me. So I am of mixed heritage, which means I have a barnet full of curls, which I can't even work out if they're 3C or 4A. So I've been trying to do this, like, understand your hair type. So there's these charts. What's that? So these charts you can look at that will, hair is rated on a one, two, three, and four system. And it's got these letters. And so it's to help you then, once you can, understand your category so I think like one is like all the ones are like straight and then okay. two is like a curl uh, oh well sorry a wave and then like three is a coil and then four is more like of a kink to an afro sort of thing so but you can look and they've got different like drawings and so like I'm trying to look if my hair is a coil or if it's more of like an sz type of shape and oh I think I've got both like right. my hair's a bit of a mix so then it's like, so you have to learn this and then you have to look at like your, something to do like water saturation to work out like basically how your hair responds to water. And then you then meant to be able to then basically work out the treatments. And basically I just talk about it because it's like something I've never known. My hair is not like either of my parents. So this is not something where like actually anyone really can help you. Like it is sort of a journey you have to go on by yourself to understand more about your hair and what's the best thing and actually it's really interesting because like yeah I think we you can go online and there's so many more resources than ever before there's like lot like you know there's all these youtubers talk about stuff but it's like you actually have to understand your hair to then be able to find the right people to follow and like even the stuff like in terms of like the conditioner I've been using and like the curl creams I've been using like there's just so many options you're just like well this is just like overwhelmed beyond belief but I know that when my hair is in a good condition, I feel better about it. So I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm going to try and figure it out. I'm determined to start making a bit more of effort. I've got some pins. I've got some <laughs> some YouTube Great. things lined up. We're going to work it out. Good. Sounds like a plan. Do you have a link to this 4C, 3A, whatever chart? Yeah, I could find I this I think chart. women need it, yeah. <laughs> it's really good. interesting, like, some the person that, like, like created this, the chart that like I don't know what you call it yeah chart guide size something like that because I do think it it can be really frustrating and I know that obviously this is particularly difficult when you're mixed but it will happen to loads of people where actually to actually start the more products we have in the market the more overwhelming it is it's like you Mm. need to understand your hair before you then can go out because it's it's the same thing with like makeup when they're like do you have combination skin or oily or something like i don't know like just give me the whatever thing i want i hate when it's skin on my face (laughs) i know no i know and you're like what's normal like what it's just yeah i get it and it's interesting like I as a as I have wavy hair mm-hmm. and I've never been able I've never loved my hair I've always had a, a really difficult relationship with it because I've always wanted my wave to come out and I can never get her out properly yeah and now I'm thinking oh do I need to know what two 
being yeah. the thing I am or, you know, and the amount of money I must have wasted in my 20s on hair products to try and get this wave out. And the only time it really comes out is when I have short hair mm. and I can get it to a certain point. And so, and then again, like with you being mixed, you know, there's there's so much more to um, how to sort of manage your natural hair and stuff. So... Okay, we will link to that. We will we will get all the ladies on a j- hair journey of a uh, yes, uh, experimenting and understanding and and all that jazz. Brilliant. Um. Well, while you're fiddling with your hair, I've been reading Vogue, and there's um a article. Well, actually, she she graces the the front cover. It was uh which. What, what month of it? July's Vogue. Um, and it's Malala Yousafzai, um, who is the um the Nobel Peace Prize winner, um, who has is coming to the end of, of finishing um her studies at Oxford, um, who actually did PPE, which I've just read about. There which you I didn't go. realize and I read it, I was like, oh, and she's such an inspiration. 23, um, unfortunately, was um, shot very um, almost fatally by the Taliban. Um, she's been an activist since she was 11 years old, um, fighting for the rights for girls to have equal education rights as the boys um, within um Pakistan and yeah it's it was an interesting article Uh, let me say that the images that go with the article the styling of her um as a Muslim woman but also as a Muslim woman she talks about how the headdress for her isn't um necessarily a fixed feature because um she comes from a place where it can mean oppression and she doesn't want to give that message to younger girls. So she wears it, but she's also very natural at having it down in the company of friends and family. Um, And yeah, it's much more of a a part of of who she is, but in a, in her own way, Mm. I suppose. But yeah, images are absolutely stunning and the colors and, and beautiful. And the article, I don't know. I, I don't know why, and this maybe has re- made me reflect a bit on my perception of things. I think I expected it to be a bit heavier and deeper, mm-hmm. and it felt very gentle is probably the word I would describe it. And actually, maybe that's what was needed, you know, that this is an activist in vogue. Like, I'm not reading <laughs> yeah. the Financial Times here. And I think sometimes, maybe because of who she is, I've put that gaze on that it should be a deep, serious, you know, like talk about politics and the Taliban. And, and actually, it's more, much more about her experience um, at Oxford, what she's going to do next in life, like all the things that pretty much every 23-year-old woman is currently thinking about. Um, just the fact that she's one of the most incredibly powerful and inspiring women in the world is just like a... An, an addition there but she said some the the article is is actually entitled um I know the power that a young girl carries in her heart and I think that really struck me because I think we sometimes lose that power as women or it's sort of bashed out of us by whatever means and um I think reading this as a like a, you know 12 years older than her I feel like I'm sort of finally finding that power back in my heart that maybe I had when I was younger and I lost um and 
yeah, she she kind of says um, something about her biggest fear um, is of failing the voiceless girls who rely on her, the girls whose parents save their money to send their brothers to school, the girls married off to men much older than them, the girls who can't read. Malala thinks about these girls all the time. I care a lot about my work and worry about how long it would take to reach the goals we have set. Um, she has a, a fund um, that she works with. People um, say, Malala, don't worry. It's not your responsibility. Leaders should worry. But if I have the capacity to do something to keep raising awareness, then I should. And I thought that was a really, it really kind of hit me that point because I don't think leaders are doing anything. I don't think they're in touch enough. You know, like, let's look at G7. What is it? Pretty much white men. Mm -hmm. You know, we've got Angela, like, kind of in there <laughs> representing the females. And that's pretty much it. Like, how are we going to um, solve all these challenges, these grassroots challenges with leaders like that? It's not. And this is where... Uh, women such as this and, and other women you know and men and people come into um really having a voice and making change and I just thought it was a really powerful paragraph that struck me when I read it because I don't believe it will be the politicians that will make change I do believe it's the people on the ground um yeah. so yeah it was a it was a a beautiful article to read so. well it depends because if she's done ppe is this not meant to be the course that sets people on the track to be in politics oh is it oh, gosh. Oh, i'm sure okay have a little have a little google i'm pretty sure some I mean, of the yeah i can no i can see that i can't obviously politics is within it but i maybe maybe i'm doing it at, she does talk about politics and I think it's something that's in the back of her head is does she go into politics um I think sometimes with something like PPE politics can feel too restrained like mm -hmm. I do believe I genuinely believe a lot of people in politics go into it with the right heart and the right reasons and then the bureaucracy Not and so the red either. tape of the political uh, structure just ties their hands together mm -hmm. and then power and greed sort of take over a bit as well um yeah and no it's an interesting point though Shoel. I, I can see where you're coming from with that um also I found it very interesting when you said like it's a bit light because it's and I'm like come on this is Vogue love like what do you I expect know. and like the fact that she managed to grace the front cover is actually as much as she's an inspiration to you, there's probably a lot of people that aren't really aware of her, you know, wouldn't have like watched her speak or like read her book. And so actually this puts her very much in the mainstream and mm. therefore there is a balance to be hit that, you know, allows her to share her story, but also become an intrigue that might mean people want to read more and find out more. Yeah, you're right. You are right. Thanks. Yeah, okay. no, it's no, it's true. It's true. And I um, and I think also for her, like, you know, she probably gets a bit tired of all the the high level, you know, um, areas that people expect her to talk about because of what a wonderful human being she is. And, you know, I think I think there was a definitely an element of funness and lightness that came through the the interview um, and being in vogue allowed her to, to do that. So so yeah, but definitely recommend it. Uh, Nick Knight did the photos, brilliant, beautiful photos. So yeah, wonderful oh. stuff. 
Great. Well, from Vogue to YouTube. So I have been watching some um, episodes. That's, that's not the right thing, is it? What's a YouTube video? A video? Some videos. I was like, it's not a podcast. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, so, so a channel called The Break, which is by um, a well-known black British YouTuber called Patricia Bright. She is based in Croydon. Whoop, whoop. And Ooh. I probably followed her for a few years on her main channel, but actually recently she's gone, she's started a new channel called The Break. So this channel super, super focuses on much more business and money side of things. So it's a mixture of like money, investing, because she's brought some properties. I suppose something like the behind the scenes of being a business as an influencer. Also, I want to say she had a background in some type of like investment banking or she worked in the city. She definitely worked in the city beforehand. So it's basically all those things that Sherelle absolutely loves. But the the video that absolutely caught my eye was this one called How I Budget My £65,000 Salary. And I oh. watched other videos where I know that she is making some serious change, people. So I was like, she only pays herself £65,000. I was like, hmm that's interesting but yeah basically she has got a she's got a little upsell on there she has got her own little budgeting spreadsheet and she talks she basically goes through 2020 she made this spreadsheet at the beginning of the year because she and then told everyone about it so people could buy it she's then kept it all year she's filled it all in and so then at the end of the year she was going back and showing what happened obviously it's the year the pandemic happened so there was changes different things happened etc but it's really interesting like someone properly transparently going through like everything and showing you and I think you know we talk a lot about it's like people aren't necessarily online the most open about what their financial situations are people have all these businesses and I'm like even for me I still in my head I'm like what is she doing why is she only paying herself 65,000 pounds and she talks about like how her her and her husband split money and how things work and the fact you know some stuff is going through her company and all that so it's just a real but she's really honest really open and also like it's like how much money are you spending on clothes like how much money have you spent on that you know some ridiculous purchases that she's like really open about the fact she said she's gonna budget this this happened and so I think you know we just recently had done our figuring money out series and we talk about the fact that like budgeting's great it doesn't always go to plan it doesn't mm -hmm. and this video absolutely encapsulates what good thinking in the beginning and like good business sense and good money management but also just real like this is what happens in real life people <laughs> and how did it make you feel did it what takeaways did you take from it did you do you feel 65k is enough like for you or like did it spark any because it's really interesting isn't it to see I mean I think 65k is enough for me yeah but it was more to, for me what was the most interesting was just knowing how much money she actually like brings into her business okay. and then what she pays herself that for me was an interesting thing and you know like it's something I talk about a lot which is people are online saying oh I make all this much money but what are they taking home? So to me, it was the fact that she was really honest mm. about actually I'm taking home £65,000 and she did talk about because I was like well like yeah you know what is that like just over five grand a month like what yeah. are you doing the high you know she she lives in Croydon she's going out in London blah 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 all this stuff and she clearly spends a fair bit on keeping herself I'd say her general health beauty regime clothing etc mm -hmm. is she, she ain't living the cheap life but then also she's an influencer so how much is she getting all that stuff 
gifted to her through the company Mm -hmm. etc so I think it's just a very interesting one for one if you've done a budget and you've ever felt any guilt and you just want to see the reality of like someone being really honest but also I think in general it's a very good channel if you are an influencer you want to be an influencer if you're someone who has these questions about investing in property money business and she's just a bit of a joker like they're they're like they're in the educational but she's not dry let's say that (laughs) okay I need to watch this I'm really intrigued now I'm really really intrigued I'm gonna watch it and obviously we'll put the link in the show notes for everyone else to watch Go for mm, it. I can't wait to hear what you interesting. think. Mm, I will let you know. Um, so I watched um, this week The Wisdom of Trauma, which is a documentary featuring uh, Dr. Gabor Mate. Um, for those of you who don't know who he is, um, he um, was a, trained as a medical doctor. He was actually in the Holocaust um, uh-huh. and um, survived it. Um, and he uh, trained his doctor, met his wife um, at university, um, and then sort of moved into the world of trauma, addiction, um, those types of areas. Um, I know him from um, his books. Um, so uh, there's one called The Body Keeps the Score. I actually found it hard to read I, I didn't finish it I'll be super honest um but people rave about it um he also did quite a famous interview well he's done one with Tim Ferriss and he did one with Russell Brand as well mm. um very um solemn man you know you kind of he's very doesn't give much away um and um but you just know he's very good at his, his craft at, at what he does so just the synopsis of this documentary um trauma is the invisible force that shapes our lives it shapes the way we live the way we love and the way we make sense of the world it is the root of our deepest wounds dr mate gives us a new vision a trauma-informed society in which parents teachers physicians policymakers and legal personnel are not concerned with fixing behaviors making diagnoses suppressing symptoms and judging but seek instead to understand the sources from which troubling behaviors and diseases spring in the wounded human soul and um obviously he's worked in addiction and I've always been a huge advocate of addiction is is pain it's trauma like no one would choose to be an addict it's you know you're you're trying to heal fix like close up a wound within you um and they also do some um scenes within a a male prison uh, predominantly black males within this high security prison um working with uh, a woman who sort of runs a, a non-profit really understanding how those men ended up there and it you know again how do you become a murderer how do you become like all these different types of people that cause harm and a lot of it comes down to you had trauma as a child and and so it's really understanding those connections and those roots. And as someone who's experienced trauma, I, I now look at some things in my life and connect them. And it's, yeah, it's really interesting. It's a really beautifully made documentary. Um, I've, I really respect um, Dr. Mate um, and, you know, it kind of feeds my interest in just the human being and and how we all become what we become and and that that trying to uh, be of a non-judging society and things like that so um yeah I'll, I'll pop the link um it was one of those where you sort of have to sign up and I think 
I was able to watch it um, for free, but I don't know if that was like a launch weekend or something, but I'll, I'll pop the link and everyone can have a little look at that. Cool. I feel yeah. like it's very deep and uh, <laughs> I yeah, can't follow that now. <laughs> it's not sad. It's not sad. It's just it's just quite reflective mm. on um, on life. And uh, yeah, and you hear the trauma that some people have been through and, and you think, gosh, my trauma is nothing compared to that. But trauma is trauma in the end, you know. Um, like one woman was kidnapped and like kept like captive for years and wow. you know things like that and then ended up becoming a prostitute and you know it's just it, it, you kind of it's easy to join the dots and you think well of course that you know like and it it's just um really really thought-provoking so yeah we'll pop that in the show notes oh well yeah definitely pop it in so people can check it out mm-hmm. I have been reading Launch by Jeff Walker so I am in the business books again but particularly at the moment it is summer and lots of people are slowing down with their businesses I am having my slowdown people are just about ready to go away for their summer holidays schools are off etc so I think this is always a very good time to actually think about what's coming next so <laughs> you know take the time to, whilst it's quieter to actually think about the future and so we will be back September will be here everyone will be back on it and then before you know it, it's going to be the end of the year and so the reason why I was looking back at launch is it's an interesting book because Jeff Walker is a he's got a course called product launch formula his whole business is around helping people to do launches particularly online launches that you've probably seen been sucked into etc now what the thing about it is the book basically tells you everything I'm sure that you get in the course so it, it is an interesting one where I think there's this thing about why do people pay for courses what like what's the environment about so I read the book I got it because I wanted just to see what he was talking about and then when I was reading it I recognized every single one I've been sucked into and watched and done um and so then I was like well I feel like you're giving everything away but there are some absolutely solid sound principles into how launches work and there's someone that's all about being integrated having a plan etc it really like sings to my heart so if you are someone that is thinking I want to be launching something in the second half of this year you want to have a good autumn you want to actually try and think properly about not just having something sitting on your website and then you're like I'm not making any sales Mm. actually like how do you bring something to people's attention that could be something new and it could be something old. But I think too often I've, I come across people that I think, like, oh, yeah, well, I've got this on my website. And I'm all for having a good website. But no one is looking at your website, love. Like, let's be real. No, you, we're not Amazon. We're not <laughs> like these big companies that have got all this traffic everywhere. Like there's two very different ways of selling. It's like you either put your service or product where p- the traffic is. Like you can mm-hmm. go to Marketplace, sell on Amazon, Etsy, et cetera. Or if you want to sell from your own website, you have to generate that traffic. Like that is your responsibility. You have to get eyes on it. And I think that's what launching is all about is actually getting really clear about how do I really raise my awareness for what I'm trying to sell and get new eyes on it. So if you are someone that's like, actually, yeah, maybe I've got something that's been sitting there that no one's been interested in. Or maybe you've got a brand new idea. I've got some ideas that are bubbling away at the moment that I can't wait to bring out in autumn. But then I've also got something that I'll be relaunching, which will be something that I had last year. So 
doesn't matter re- re- really where you are. It's just, it doesn't have to be something entirely new to launch. And I think that's also a myth. People feel like they only have this one moment to like bring something back out. You can do it whenever you want. It's just about having this extra like concentrated activity over a short period of time to really increase awareness. Yeah, sounds good. Sounds good. You love a launch. I do love a launch. I'm so, so (laughs) excited about launching. (laughs) Hey, it's Sherelle here, and I'm just jumping in to talk to you about launches. As Verity said, I love launches, but I know for many business owners, it's something they feel they have to do rather than want to do. The truth is there really is no point having an amazing sales page for your service that sits on your website and no one reads. You need to make people aware of your service and a launch is a great way to do that. Now, obviously you can plan your launch all by yourself. There are plenty of resources out there to help you. But if that seems like too much stress and work, then I'm here to help. You can book a strategy day with me and we'll create your entire launch plan in just one day. By the end of the day, you'll know exactly what needs to be happening, where and when. To find out more about how I can help you create a launch plan, visit sherellegriffith.com or drop me a DM on Instagram. My handle is sherellegriffith. Now back to the episode. Great. Well, um, on that note, do you have a lovely life prompt for us this week? I don't, because you know why? I want everyone to just go out and enjoy the summer. This is where I'm at right now. I'm literally like... (gasps) Sherelle's given us the day off. Yay. Day off. (laughs) Have a little, that means I'm going to give you an extra hard one next week, though. Oh, no, don't. Yeah, <laughs> definitely deep, hard, challenging one next week. But seriously, we're smack bang in the middle of, we're in the middle of July. Enjoy yourself, have fun. And realistically, like too many questions every week is too much for all of us. I'm not seeing enough journaling prompts, to be honest. So actually, what I want is if you're listening right now and you have answered some prompts in the past, can you please send these in? I want to see what yeah. people are actually doing the work. Yeah, yeah. See it. Show her the evidence. She's Taipei. She loves that stuff. That's what sends um, you It does. It does. Um, well, yeah, it is summer. So get out there. Enjoy. You may already be out there listening to us on your little walk or at the gym or whatever you're doing. Um, but yeah, it's um it's just lovely to sort of have this supportive community here and keep sharing things with us over DM, um, free and figuring it out, um, message on Facebook or on email free and figuring it out at gmail.com um as always we love to hear from you um and until next week relax enjoy the hopefully sunny weather and we will see you then thank you so much for listening to this episode of free and figuring it out don't forget to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss the next installment and if you want to be a superstar please leave us a review or you can get in touch with us drop us an email at free and figuring it out at gmail.com we'd love to hear from you. Until next time.